the thing is, and I've done a little bit of research on it, and nobody really knows. Like, if you look across the internet, nobody really knows where it comes from. But the most I could dig up and figure out is that they're called deviled eggs because they were kicked out of devil, or excuse me, egg heaven for trying to betray egg Jesus. Yeah. Absolutely. And everybody knows that the main export of hell is mayonnaise and pickle relish. Yeah. That's their bread and butter down there. Do you ever get around with like a gourmet deviled egg? Like you go to uh, uh, First Watch has a deviled egg. Yeah. Um, uh, There's a place in Disney Springs called Homecoming, and they got, they call them Southern Church Lady deviled eggs. Mm. And baby boy, if that ain't the best deviled egg I've ever put in my gullet. I really? It. I, yeah, it's a good deviled egg. They know how to cook over there at Homecoming. Trademark TM TM TM. Uh, Ronnie, you can talk at any time. But okay. yes, I, I figured because I, I popped in for a second, and I thought, oh shit, that's not good podcast etiquette. No, no get in here, dude. We don't ha- we don't have etiquette here. <laughs> you have, you've got exikit. <laughs> deviled egg sikit. We just put it out last week that when you go to a restaurant and people ask you how you want your eggs, you should start asking for deviled eggs. Uh, there's Insane. no rule that says you can't. You could technically do whatever you want. And mm. if, if you want a deviled egg, by all means. They have the ingredients. If they've got eggs, they've got <laughs> ingredients. You got a club sandwich? Everything you put in a club sandwich, you could put in a deviled egg. That's just logic. You hit the you hit Waffle House at the right time, and that meth head is bored. That's behind the behind the stove. <laughs> Homie is gonna make you a deviled egg. He's gonna be like, "Hell yeah, dude! I'll do that for you." And then he'll start just whipping, and it's the best deviled egg you've ever had. And you got it at a Waffle House at three a.m. after a couple of bowls of loudmouth soup. We're going to turn every Waffle House into the bear. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, chef. chef. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Well, before we get into what we're getting into, let's uh, play the theme song. So, Ronnie, thank you for being on the show. Ronnie Gross, hey, pr- professional musician around the Orlando area. Stop. You know, you're doing it, man. You're doing it. You're living <laughs> the dream. Uh, now, I was talking to Austin about this, and I want to hear uh, your take on this. I'm so excited. Toby Keith opened for you the other night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's get into that. How did that happen? What was your reaction? So uh, I was playing at Tin Roof the other night, and uh, I get a I get a text from my drummer to myself and my guitarist. We were all playing that night, and he goes, "Hey, just a heads up, um, Toby Keith is at Tin Roof for some reason." <laughs> <laughs> and so I I don't finish the text. I immediately call my drummer Lewis, and I go, "What?" 
And he's just like, yeah, apparently he's doing an event and he's going to be there. I was like, okay. So I get to Tin Roof and he, so I'm playing on the main stage. He's doing an event in the green room and I get there early because there's a band on stage already. So I, I talked to the, the general manager and I go, what's going on? He goes, yeah, come follow me. And he brings me into the private event and there's Toby Keith singing Red Solo Cup. Fuck like, yes. What is happening? <laughs> and so he, he finishes up and then I go back over to the main stage and then everybody just comes from his private event into the into t- uh, to the main room. Wow! And so we played we played for Toby Keith's party for I don't know until whenever they they all left. We were there for probably we were there for three hours. They they were there for probably like two. Wow! That's awesome, dude. It was really cool. I didn't get to meet him, but I I I'm going to tell myself that he came from the green room into the main stage and he just stood in the back with his arms folded. He was that's right. That's yeah. how you do it. And they go, All and right, when he know. came to the room, he was brought to you courtesy of the red, white, and blue. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Holding no, a red he, solo he cup. Saw, he, was, he was watching me play Highway to Hell, and he said, man, I ain't as good as I once was. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm as good once as I ever was. Yeah, he just We got, sorry, so we got, we got the text and the our guitar player Ben. He's 19 years old, and so I'm calling Lewis in tears, like, "Oh my God, my parents used to listen to Toby Keith. They're gonna be so proud of me." And then we just get a text from Ben going, "Who's Toby Keith?" <laughs> he wasn't like, alive for 9/11. He doesn't get it. No, no, he does not get it. He, we started listening to it on the way to Tin Roof. He goes, this is the most post-9-11 country shit I've ever heard. He yeah. is the pioneer of that post-9-11. Like, really? Courtesy of the Red, Red, White, and Blue came out like six months after 9-11. Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue came out like six minutes after 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> before, this, before the Pentagon got hit. Before, yeah. before, before the second tower, tower was hit. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me think maybe Toby Keith was in on 9-11. I don't think Bush did 9-11. Toby Keith did 9-11. And that's heard the kind of first, hot folks. takes you'll get here on the yeah. Nice Boys podcast is that Toby Keith did 9-11 <laughs> just so that he can make a lot of money on his album. What was the name of that album, Austin? Uh, Toby Keith Unleashed, I think, is the one it yeah. came out on, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I believe that's true. But yeah. now he's got stomach cancer. So Man. is that karma? I'm, I'm, that's that's where that's where hey that's where he, I draw the line. He so. must have gotten a boot in his ass at some point. <laughs> There's a price to pay for this kind of thing. We were just talking about a book uh, that I've been wanting to buy for years, but I guess I'm just a coward. That's called the most dangerous book in the world: 9/11 as a mass satanic ritual. <laughs> Uh, and in the glossary, it does have a section about Toby Keith. There is a forward by Toby Keith. <laughs> a forward by Toby Keith? Yeah. He contributed to the book? That's uh, great. Yeah. Up until but, now, I always thought the most dangerous book in the world was there's a monster at the end of this book from Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get you if you're not careful, John. <laughs> Um, I always oh, thought the day- Rover is clinging to the page. Please don't turn the page. And then you turn the page. They just hit the Pentagon. Uh, I always thought the most dangerous book in the world in the world was the Bible. <laughs> yeah, dude. 
my next joke. <laughs> yeah. We were all there. We're all there. We're all there. Yeah, absolutely. You but, heard it here. It was a it was a duo it was a duo attempt. Toby Keith and Jesus Christ did nine eleven. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna get so many letters after this podcast. No one interacts with us at all. Don't hey. you worry. It's, hey, it's okay. okay. I'm, I'm repping. I'm repping today. I, got, I saw that. Thank you. Go. T-shirt, man. You can buy that on uh, our uh, in our uh, 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 link tree in the. I forgot how to stroke. Um, you forgot how to stroke. <laughs> yeah, stroke. I, don't, I don't remember how to stroke. <laughs> Let me tell but, you, um, I remember. I remember how to stroke every morning, folks. Drink to that. That's a masturbatory joke for those who are uh, keeping track at home. He's talking about J and O. He's talking about taking himself on a J date. Man, he's talking about playing with his friend Jill. J I L L. He's talking about a handshake of fellowship. <laughs> Which brings us back to the Bible. Phones. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. We've been trying to get you on since I got married because you officiated my goddamn wedding. I did officiate your goddamn wedding, and boy, oh boy, was that a time! That was we, incredible, time. by the way. Yeah, um, uh, I got so many uh, text messages, and people came up to me and were like, "Oh my god, Ronnie was incredible! That was the ah. best wedding I've ever gone to." And ah, I was like, thank you. That means I so said much. I just wanted my wedding to be funny, and so I'm so happy Ronnie did it, and he riffed bits with me while I was. Just sobbing. Oh my god, crying so much from the from the get. Like as soon as I walked out, I started tearing up. Oh yeah, I was, was a mess. It was, it was so much fun. I had a blast. It was a great time, and I'm so glad you guys were there. And uh, Austin brought the house down with his best man speech. It was great. And like uh, before, I was like, "Is it going to be funny?" And he's like, "Listen, <laughs> we do stupid stuff. We make jokes all the time." This is the one time that I'm going to say nice things and be serious about it. So you better like it. And I did. Yep. I cried. Yeah, it was dude. great. It was a good time. Uh, we danced so goddamn much. I was so tired. Let me tell you what happened after the wedding. So <laughs> <laughs> we were we, just talking about this. Yeah. yeah, we were talking about this last night. Uh, we did the whole thing. Yeah. All day from dusk till from dawn till dusk. Yeah. And then the next day we went to Epcot and Hollywood Studios until fucking close. How? Wait, there's more. Oh my and then God. the following day we went to Universal and Islands of Adventure till fucking close. Do you hate yourself? <laughs> I was like, there's only we only get one time where all your friends from all aspects of your life are in the same area. You got to take advantage of it, you know. That's you know what. I was trying to make a joke, but that's very fair. I was exhausted. I was so glad that Caitlin was like, let's take a whole week off after the wedding because we slept for no joke two days straight. I don't, I don't blame you. <laughs> but it was a great time. The food was delicious. Food was uh, shout out to Four Rivers. Charged us an arm and a leg, but it was worth both arms and both legs. I don't think I had any food. You didn't eat? Yeah, because no. you were fixing our fucking wedding. I was fixing the, the fucking DJ speakers. <laughs> yeah. God, that was that was rough. Um, so what had happened is we had a DJ booked, and the DJ, 
her mother was sick and she canceled all her future gigs, including our wedding about, Ooh, I'm going to say four weeks before the wedding. No way. So that was one of my personal friends, Krista. She's been my friend for 10 years. And I was like, you know how we've always joked about, wouldn't it be cool if you DJed my wedding and you've never DJed in your life. <laughs> and she's like, I don't remember this conversation. No, she's like, yeah. I was like, would you maybe, mm, I don't know, want to DJ my wedding and be, I don't know, the, the crux of the whole the whole thing? <laughs> she's like, yeah, I guess. Because <laughs> she's great. And she did it. And I, for her first time, I think she nailed it. She did pretty damn well for her first time. I told her she if she does it a couple more times, she could start making money off of it. Because she, she refused to let me pay for, she's like, don't pay me for this shit job that I did. And I said, no, you were great. You were great. That, that is why I officiate weddings. Yeah. Because it gets me out if I'm going to marry you. You're not getting shit after that, though. Yeah. I am broke. Yeah. I'm poor. I'm not I'm bringing you a gift, but you have the gift of my, my wit for about 20 minutes. For almost marrying you. Yes. Because oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. That was very funny. Okay, so we're trying to file our taxes. <laughs> and the IRS is like, we have no record of your marriage. <laughs> <laughs> and so we go to the clerk's office, and, we look, and we're like trying to figure it out. And they're like, well, we'll see if we can find it. And they couldn't find it anywhere in the records. And they had to go back and like look through unfinished files. It was like three hours later. Uh, it was like three hours later, like, hey, come back. We figured out the problem. And you had signed it, but you didn't sign your title. <laughs> so we're like, uh, 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 Reverend, just write Reverend <laughs> Ronnie Gross. And uh, so we are married. Uh, four, four months later, we're married. <laughs> just four months of living in sin. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Which, which is why we brought you here. Is uh, we want to talk about the Bible. Yeah. Am I being served right now? <laughs> no, no, no. No, but uh, it was. They it had was to the reconsummate most... the marriage. The first time didn't go through. It oh, had to shit, be I gotta do this again. Thing. Yeah, Caitlin's like fucking a again. I gotta have this big sweaty man flop around me <laughs> for three, three to four minutes again. <laughs> I thought I was good till Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Your birthday was last week. Fuck. Right. I don't want to do this again. <laughs> it was yeah. weird that you called me in to watch. Yeah, but you have to have a witness per the church. Yeah, yeah. Per the church. <laughs> and we have to do it through the sheet like the Mormons do. I understand. And the bishop has to stand in the corner with a clipboard. <laughs> Got to be an interpreter. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> An ASL <laughs> He starts John Maddening the whole thing. <laughs> the yeah. penetration, the Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, so much fun. It was a good time. Yeah, but thank you again for doing that. And thank you for saving the sound of my wedding. Well, you didn't do it. Frickin' uh, Eric, the sound man of Disney World for about 25 years, came over and hit two buttons and fixed the whole thing. Yeah, but 
those speakers that you guys had were like, I gotta say, I gotta bring these up. Yeah. God bless you for lugging those up in your church shoes. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I was like, dude, go change your shoes. Go change your shoes all night. I was like, he's like, oh, that's a good idea. You guys change your shoes. I was like, you probably should change your yeah, shoes. I'm going to go switch into my vans real quick because yeah. my, uh, my reverend shoes were just not cutting it. Absolutely. But man, what a great day that was. It was so much fun. It went yeah. as smooth as it could go. And honestly, the the whole thing go, hap, going down during dinner was like perfect. Uh, like the the speakers not working during oh, yeah. dinner was like you couldn't plan that any better. If something had to go wrong, that was a perfect time. But we didn't come that here just perfect. to talk about the not wedding all night. Slide. Yeah, no, I we did not do the electric slide. I said one line dance, and we picked the cha cha slide because I didn't want to do fucking. We played Sweet Caroline. That's wide enough, you know. But nobody right? was getting down to my freaking booty shaking music that I picked out. But Mr. Brightside got the biggest pop of the night for the love of God. And then I was like, oh, yeah, theater people are at my wedding. <laughs> Tons of them. That's but fair. It, was, it was good. We had a great time. Um, but, uh, yeah, Toby Keith. <laughs> did 9-11 Toby Keith did, if anyone did, gets, takes away anything from this episode it's that Toby Keith and Jesus Christ did 9-11 and he just plot are you eating a Reuben right now mm-hmm. God bless it yo let me tell you about this sandwich please so this is the is content we want yes is this a visual this will this come visual? out as a video yeah yeah very cool so I'm about to give some free promotion to somebody who does not deserve free promotion <laughs> Years ago, I used to live next to, like, um, wherever. You don't need to know where I live. There was a sandwich shop called Parati's New York Deli. Okay. Love Parati's New York Deli. They have the best sandwiches in Florida, I'm convinced. Shout it out. I, mm, hold on. Oh, sorry. So, I, I, was, I started, let me swallow my sandwich first. Hold on. No, don't. Keep chewing. Masticate, no, dude. Masticate oh, for stop. us. <laughs> so <clears throat> I would bring my friends to to Parati's just because like, all right, check out the sandwich pub. I gave them so much business. And then finally, one day I was with my friends sitting down there and I say, man, you know what? I was working at Disney at the time. I said, I think I need to get a part time job. And the and the guy behind the counter, his name is Taryn. Oh, he Taryn. pops up. And I, I, we became not close, but like you send him a Christmas card between a business owner, between a business owner and a patron. And he goes, actually, we're hiring part time. I go, can I get a job? He goes, yeah, you're hired. But cool. So I went in for like the weekend and they're teaching me how to make sandwiches. I can't even cook eggs. This is a bad decision on my part. Um, I make it two days. They pay me like $6 an hour or something crazy like that. And then they're like, okay, we'll see you next weekend. And so what had happened was I my friends from home were in town. And they were like, yeah, we're going to go to Disney and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, man, I want to hang out. But like, I got to go to work at the sandwich shop. They're like quit i'm like you know what yeah 
<laughs> yeah. So I called him like an hour before my shift was supposed to start. And I was like, oh, hey, guys, sorry, it's not you. It's me. Uh, I just kind of want like if I'm going to work on my days off, I want to like make some money. And it's I don't think this is going to work out. So Taryn's father owns Parati's. He is Parati. And he goes, you're kind of putting us in a really bad spot. Like, like we're down a guy now. I'm like, yeah, I'm really sorry. Just hope there are no hard feelings. He goes, no, very hard feelings. You are not allowed to come to Parades anymore. Oh, my God. You got kicked out of like, your what? spot? I was like, all right, I'll let you cool down for a little bit. And, like, we'll, we'll be fine. I, I, I stay away for a while. I move back home to New York. I come back to Orlando to visit. And I'm with my friend, Billy. You know Billy. Yeah. Um, shout out to Billy. Shout out to Billy. I bring Billy to Parati's. And, uh, and Taryn is behind the counter. And he just looks really uncomfortable. And I'm like, hey, man, how you doing? He goes, man, you know you can't come here. I'm like, really? It's been like two years. He goes, I know. But my dad will be really mad at me if he saw you here. What? Billy goes, that's fine. I'm not coming here anymore. You lost business because of, because you won't let Ron in. So we leave. Um, I go back to New York. Pandemic hits. I moved back to Florida in December of the pandemic. I have now lost 100 pounds. My hair is longer. I have a mask on. They... Oh, we lost him. Uh-oh. This guy who looks just, he's behind the counter and he goes, welcome to Parades. How can I help you? And I'm like, yeah, can I get the Rachel with a thousand island dressing, please? He goes, oh, that's a good one. Taryn pokes his head out from behind the, from the corner because that's my calling card. And he, he goes, I got this. I'm like, oh no! I got my mask on or whatever, and I like I look different. He goes, "How you doing, sir?" I'm like, "I'm good." He goes, "You ever dined with us before?" I go, "No, sir." <laughs> he goes, "Okay," and he brings me up <clears throat> and he leans in real close and he goes, "Have a good day." I go, oh, oh, "Oh, I leave." So now, now I've. Uh oh, we're breaking up. We're breaking up. Oh, he's breaking up. Oh, no. So he goes, ah, it's fine. Like, it's been so long. You can go to Parades. So on, on DoorDash, and it's packed. The, play, the people making sandwiches. They got people behind the counter. I go in, and I'm just trying to get in and get out and just like, leave it. I see, my, I see my, my bag on the counter, and so I go to reach for it, and then Taryn comes right around the corner. He goes, man, next time, just can you call it in? Because if you do it through DoorDash, we lose money. And I go, you got it. So, <laughs> so I am not allowed in Parades, but they have insane. the best sandwiches in Orlando. <laughs> you worked so there for two days. And you are black, blackballed from Parades. That's do you thing. think they have mafia ties? <laughs> I mean, 
mean? With a name like Pirates. Mm. I understand it's a family business, but the the ridiculousness of like working there for only two shifts and right. then like like hey, this isn't gonna work you out. You can't and come back here anymore. There's no, there's no and no like I'm sure you worked hard, but like I, I work for a business. Like if a guy worked for two days and then just didn't show up, we would not view that as like you know detrimental to our company. So it's like, <laughs> why would they not let you just come sure. take you know give them money? I don't know. That's wild. Ridiculous. And you probably have paid way more than they ever paid you. Yeah. For those sandwiches. They're not cheap. Ridiculous. I think this order was like $15. Yeah. Have you been to two J's? I have been to two J's. Two J's is a good sandwich. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Sandwich. They oh, they got a really good like slaw dog. Yes, oh, I know. Great. I'm fully aware of the slaw dog. Hot dogs is my brand. I had a place oh. down there uh, last time we were down there. Um, have you ever been to Subway? <laughs> oh my Man, god! I'm sorry. Just... I love a good old meatball yeah. Subway sandwich <laughs> because you, you can't go wrong with a meatball <laughs> I, I always go cold cut combo because like if i'm gonna eat there i'm gonna eat bologna i know what it is <laughs> i know what it all is but they're trying to like step their game up they're like trying to hit that uh jersey mike's bag where they get the 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 fresh sliced cheese and meat now and i'm just I like no you're not it's yeah. still turkey it's still i don't like the names i don't like the sandwich names they're doing right now no i don't want to see steph curry on my tv at all so, Ooh. like, for sandwiches, dude, just get out of here. Dude. He was probably involved in 9-11 with Toby Keith. Yeah. <laughs> Very young age. I'm sorry. Toby Keith. Jesus Christ. Yep. We're going to have big three. The holy three. The holy trinity. Yeah, the big three. By the end of this episode, we're going to figure out the, the entire group of Illuminati members who did 9-11. <laughs> Ronnie, I wanted to ask you, like, what is your favorite stuff to be playing right now? Like, musically, like, you know, doing stuff uh, over time can get, you know, stale, you know, whatever. Uh, at least I feel that way about the church music I play all the time. So, like, what is, like, you know, keeping you excited about the stuff you're doing right now? Uh-oh. You you unfortunately broke up right in the important part of that sentence. No, that's okay. No, I was just saying, like, what is the uh, the music that you're performing? What is keeping you excited right now? What is it? What do you love to play right now? Gotcha. Um, I so I like it, it depends. So when I'm doing solo stuff, I kind of just try to do whatever the crowd wants to hear because like I've played all of the songs that I play a billion times now. I like to change, not so much change the song, but I like to make them my own. Yeah. So when I do, I do believe by share. That's how I close almost all of my shows it's incredible if you haven't it's, heard it it's, it's good like, it's i'm uh, we're trying to record it just because i need more people to hear that because yes. i'm very proud of that rendition um so i, I think that kind of answers the, my, that question i like to i like to change the song it's enough where it's the, it's still recognizable but i can make it my own um i've been closing every show with uh you can call me al yes that rules, dude. Which is which is just a fun time. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm just trying to I'm trying to do I like to do songs that don't normally get played acoustically. Hmm. Like I, I'll hit "Smells Like Teen Spirit" solo acoustic. Yeah. And people 
whoever, whoever's, I mean, some people are just like, I'm here to eat my food. I'm not here to listen to you. And there are other people like, that's fucking dope. Yeah. So I like to cater the, to those. I like to do songs that like just make me happy. I'm absolutely going to do Tenacious D and Weird Al Yankovic because it's, I'm in, I have the microphone. Yeah. I'm in control. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I, what I weird Al songs you hit? Look like you guys. Yes, we are your weird Al songs. Yes. Uh, I normally will do Amish Paradise. Yes. Because people people think it's Gangsta's Paradise, and then they start hearing songs about the Amish, and they're like, "What?" Um, the other day, I was playing at Tin Roof. I was solo at Tin Roof, and uh, somebody called out "American Pie," and I go, "No, <laughs> that is the longest song in the world. I'm not doing." Actually, okay, and then I'll, and then I go into the saga begins, and nobody in this room knows what's about to happen. So yeah. I had the guy in the corner; he was dying laughing, just like his, he is literally hearing this song for the first time in his life. I and love it's it. All about the, the Phantom Menace, and it's it's going. It, it went over so well. It helps when you have a captive audience. Yes, that's good. And uh, you love playing chicken fried, I'm sure. <laughs> I hate everybody. I hate everybody. I I made a TikTok. You clearly know. Uh -huh. I made a TikTok of all of my least favorite songs to play. Mm. And now, ever since that video, anyone who has seen the video will request all of those songs. Oh, oh yeah, it is. 100%. I'm yours. Chicken fried. Any Taylor Swift, I get so many requests for Taylor Swift. She's she's That's a juggernaut, crazy. man. She's a juggernaut. It's insane. I've been doing antihero, and that's fun. That song rips. That up. I saw a really cool composition of that where a dude was playing like a harmonica and everything. It's like, yeah. Oh, it's red. cool. We've been doing it with with uh, our trio, our drummer, guitar, and me. Uh, and Ben, <laughs> I feel like he doesn't know any songs, but he knows every song. And so we're like, we're gonna do antihero. He goes, what are the chords? And I go, this. And he goes, okay. And then we'll just play. And he's fucking ripping guitar solos. Yes. He, he's he's incredible. That's so. great. Yeah, man. But yeah, so chicken fried over and over again. Eight times. Gonna, yeah. I, I, I saw the clip uh somebody posted of you playing it after Toby Keith. And I was like, God, he's so mad right now that he's playing chicken fried. I just know he's so mad. So, we did that first just to get it out of the way. Yeah, really? you have to. You have to. Have to and like, you had his crowd, so of course they're going to love it. Um, we well, we kind of ran into a problem because we started with chicken fried and then we started doing other things. And then we did Whiskey Glasses by Morgan Wallen. Mm -hmm. And I, I hate Morgan Wallen. Yes, I'm there not with you. Not a fan. And so and then I think we did another country song, like somewhere in that genre. And then on the on the in ears on our talk back, uh, Lewis like, we need to stay away from the country. There's too many country people here, they're gonna start asking for more. I was like, all right, that's very fair. So we 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 can get away if we have to. And then when people start asking for it, I'm like, all right. I'm done. I don't know. I don't know that song. I played my three songs. I don't know what um, to tell you. If, really? you. if you had to do one of Toby's songs in front of him, if it came to that, which one would you all have done? I think we've done Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue only because yes. we start at 9 o'clock. Mm -hmm. And so 
it was like nine, ten, and thirty seconds. And <laughs> the talk back, my, my drummer goes, We have to do red, white, and blue. Like, okay. It's 9 11. It's 9 11. And then we go right into it right at 9 11. I was telling uh, Austin about your, your snaps, your 9 11 snaps, and how they make me laugh every single time. I don't know why it makes me so it's happy. So good. 9-11 make a sad face. Dude, we did an episode like two weeks ago and I couldn't say it. I said 9-11 and immediately started laughing. Like, I, just <laughs> I, I don't know it why out. it gives me the giggles. 3,000 people died. But it makes me so fucking giggly. I think, I think that's part of... That's how our generation had to cope with that tragedy. I mean, now yeah. we we make jokes like Toby Keith, Jesus Christ, and Steph Curry did nine eleven. Like that's just how it goes. Numbers. That's what lie. happens when you're six years old and the nine eleven happens. Yeah. Oh, and it gets, um, like sandwiched in between SpongeBob oh. and Rocco's Modern Life and all these other just, just like sarcastic shows. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. And then 9/11. Okay, make everything funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, uh, I remember. So I was homeschooled by Sandy and Sco. Saint Sandy, the most ultra religious woman in the world. She loves the Lord. Loves him. Wants to <laughs> wants to kiss the Lord. And uh, we lived across the street from my aunt, who is uh, the pastor's wife that I grew up in, in the church I grew up in. And I remember it came on the news, and they turned on the TV right before the second tower hit. And then all I remember after that was them praying for, no joke, six hours for our country. It was... Yeah, I'm not kidding. The entire day, Sandy and Aunt Janie stormed the throne of grace and were praying for 9-11. And it was wild. And I was just like, what is going on? I'm seven. I just want a snack pack. What is happening? <laughs> but yeah, that is my my recollection of the events of 9-11. And you were on it's Long Island, right? So you were close. You were right in the, I, right yeah. in the, the so shit. I, I've, I've told this story before as well, but I, uh, I remember I was in the second grade. I was in the cafeteria for lunch, and it was like, I think maybe right after the second plane hit it or something. And my mom worked in the same school. So we, I can't believe we're telling so many 9 stories. <laughs> <laughs> During Shane's story, I could not look at you because I didn't want like just immediate laughter in the mic. I was like, I have to. <laughs> it was it's funny I can't, I can't, it's, I it's the most on brand for my upbringing that could have happened i mean yeah yeah i mean i can't tell you how long i've been doing 9-11 make a sad face it's it yeah happened. as long as i've known you i mean yeah i mean it, just, it stems from 11 11 make a wish yeah and that was just <laughs> but um, no, I, I, I want to find this girl because so second grade cafeteria, mom, my mom is working in the school. Um, she's comforting Teresa Fahey. And I will always remember Teresa Fahey because she was always crying no matter what it was. And so I remember like, she's like comforting Teresa in the cafeteria. And I go up to my mom, I go, mom, why are you in the cafeteria? You're never in the cafeteria. Why is Teresa Fahey crying? And she goes, don't worry about it. Go sit down. I go, All right. So then I'm, I see everybody leaving school. I'm just like, what the hell is going on? I'm like, mom, as a seven-year-old, what the fuck is going on? And she goes, just nothing. You're staying here with me. You're not going home. Um, school day is over. Everybody had just left already. 
Um, I go home with my mom. My dad is already home. He worked in the high school, so he got home earlier. And he's watching the TV in the kitchen. And I, I see, like, the rubble. Like, they are, like, they finally, like, gotten cameras, like, into, like, ground zero. And I'm like, what's going on? And he goes, nothing. Go to your room. Don't turn on the television. And of course I turned on the television. Because what <laughs> is SpongeBob going to tell me? That the fucking Twin Towers fell down? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> But then I remember like like the days after, like my dad was just like, we have to donate our clothes, donate food. But like we like drove all over Long Island into the city. And I'm just like, I didn't understand what was going on. I was like, I don't want to do this. Sucks. Like, I, don't, I want to spend my Saturday playing with my friends, not donating clothes to the city for I don't know why. And then 20 years later, I go, oh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Really glad I did that. Wish I had a much better attitude about it. <laughs> I was just a shit little kid. I had no you idea. were seven. You just wanted to eat a Lunchable. <laughs> That's all I wanted, man. Yeah. Give me my wouldn't fruit roll ups. Wouldn't it have been funny if shows like SpongeBob did do like a 9 11 episode? <laughs> like, no, Sesame did. Street did a 9 11 episode. Yes, they did because oh, it was wow. their city. Yo, that that's true. That is yeah. true. well, because Sesame Street, and they'll, they'll do that. They did this with like the hurricanes and, and 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 the pandemic, but they they Sesame Street's a great program for kids because it will take these real life things that are happening and not dumb it down for kids, but like they will introduce it to them, make it palatable. Yes, make mm -hmm. it make it a teachable moment for these kids. Where like, okay, now I understand what's going on because mm -hmm. Elmo's telling me about this, but if Ron Gross Sr. is going to yell at me because I don't want to donate clothes in Manhattan. That's going to make me make 9-11 jokes in 20 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I was talking to my wife. Um, we, you and I should have been friends way longer than we are. Sure. I, we, I believe that. We just missed each other at Jedi. Do you know that? Are you aware of that? Like, say, what's say up? That again? I said we just missed each other at Jedi Training Academy. Can you hear me? Yeah. We yes, just we just missed each other at Jedi by like a month. Man, can you imagine if Could they had imagine? both of us at the same time? Because I was doing like wacky yeah. shit all day long, and then you come in right after I left, and I'm just like God. And then like Caitlin was like. When you came to movie ride, she's like, "You and this guy Ronnie would be friends. Like you guys would be really." Good. I got a, I got a joke. Sorry, you're both no, like it. tall, funny guys. I would have called you the Twin Towers. That's I, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. That's oh, the kind of thing that we need here at this podcast. Absolutely. Man. Thank you, Austin, for that perfect joke. God. I don't even remember where I was going with that now because that was so good. Tied a perfect bow. But yeah, we went to the Twin no, Towers. If, if, we, if, we had, if we had worked together at Jedi training, that would have been a disaster. Absolutely. Because I, I was fired. disruptive already. Oh, yeah. Because like, you know, when you're getting the, the young ones prepared and you just want to make all the parents laugh while you're getting them ready, I would go yeah. a little long and then we'd be running to the stage. I purpose I I had that down to a science. Yeah, that, same. My my like that position stage. I got an award for that position. I also got an award for that position. Hey, I got a quarterly award guys. for that. Um, because yeah, of, yeah. Well, mine was because 
What's you got up? a quarterly award for that? I got a quarterly award at Jedi that, Training Academy. I, no, I got an I got an Oscar. You got a quarterly award for that? Man, yeah. that's what I should have got. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. That was because I was having a. That was because I had two. I had like what fucking what was it? Twenty four kids screaming, "Move, Sith, get out the way!" Throughout the Incredible. theme park. Incredible. <laughs> all, the, all the all the people in the theme park were like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, so good. It was awesome. So good. But yeah, um, no, I got a I got a quarterly award for how dedicated I was to the job. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, but that was that was a good time. Um, I miss it. Uh, I but I wouldn't I would not go back for a million dollars. Well, you know, it's never it's never coming back. It's but if it did, that's a young man's game. I'm I've I've graduated. I'm I'm so tired. Man. <laughs> Can you imagine doing that at 30? I can't. <laughs> I can't do that at 30. Are you kidding me? Mm-mm. I mean, I could. I'd just be miserable, though. Absolutely. And then you get why the people around you that are 30 doing it are miserable. Man, I remember when I was a young man at 23 years old, like, I'm watching these people, and I go, how are you still here? Yeah. Like, And they're you, still there. They're still at they're Frozen. Still- they're still at Star Tours. Like. It it blows my mind. L's been there a million years. <laughs> yeah, but at least L is now a coordinator. Yeah, yeah. But but I mean, like, but they're the people who are who just stay frontline, and and no judgment, but I'm no. just not me. Mm-mm. I I couldn't do that. I I don't think I could work a real job now. Yeah, you've you've done it. I've you've, done the job, and now I've I've retired. Yeah, that's how I feel about merchandise coordinating, dude. I have retired. I put stuff in a bag, dude. Yeah, incredible. I play the guitar. Yeah, you're doing it. You're living I, the dream. I is it the dream? I'm looking at my board, and I'm owed a lot of money. So <laughs> it's a living it's a dream. <laughs> it's not man. But man, I don't know. But I'm glad to have you in my life. And hey, I'm happy I'm that, both of you in my life. Absolutely. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said about Austin. Oh. Well, the thing <laughs> was, the thing was, I remember like a week after 9-11, they were having us draw pictures <laughs> in school. And I remember this kid named Jake, right? Super talented, could draw anything. He drew this mouse using a lady's bra as a parachute jumping <laughs> off the building, dude. And like, <laughs> that's up here. Like, <laughs> I love and that. now he works for the New Yorker. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. How long were you sitting on that? I was just gonna wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. That's great. Oh man. Do you think we've man, done I got, one? I love you. No, keep going. Keep going. Go ahead. We've done. Oh, oh. Uh, no, I was gonna. I, I was gonna say. I love your theme song. Who does the theme song? Dog Cops, dude. Dog Cops. So we th- that's a funny story. We um were in a Facebook group for a podcast called My Brother, My Brother and Me. I, I'm very familiar. Absolutely. Very funny boys. We can't listen to them anymore or we will copy them on this podcast. <laughs> that is me with Dudesy. Mm-hmm. You do you know dudes? Yes, yes, absolutely. I am me, my roommate and I. It is just dudesy bits all day. It's just yeah. us going Whoa, all day. You can't do it. You can't. I, I can't do a podcast now because I, it would just be dudesy two point mm-hmm. And so uh, they did. Their the, our theme song actually has a sample from the My Brother, My Brother and Me television show. 
where it starts with actually. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. No, you're good. But he, uh, uh, it, it, the riff that we play starts with actually. Here's an interesting. Here's an interesting, interesting thought. Actually, fuck this, and then it goes into the riff. It's awesome. And so we heard that, and then like we were like, just like, what if we ask these guys if it would be. What if we just ask them if we could use it? What if we just ask them if we could use it for our theme song? And like they immediately said yes. And then we've had the bass player Nick on our podcast. We're trying to get the whole band together, but they're like barely together. They're trying to get a new EP recorded and get it out. So they're busy. But um, yeah, dog cops have been really good to us. And uh, that it's the perfect reminder at the end of every podcast. Yeah. To send nudes, please send nudes to dog cops. They yeah. need it. Go <laughs> send them your tits or your butt or your balls. Whatever you have, show it to dog cops. They want to see it. I'll but, tag him uh, up on that that video of me jumping in the pool. Yeah, your, there you go. Perfect. Yeah. Hey, your dog pronouns, cops, here's my nude. Your here's pronouns my nude. are she them. Dog cops would like to she them titties. You know what I mean? <laughs> so show them. That's me all day. Absolutely, but yeah. So it, it, they're they're great. Um, their song "Long Weekend." If you're ever having one, play that one, dude. You feel like you're in a pool. It's incredible. Oh. They're a great band uh, out of uh, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Great guys. Wow. I'm gonna listen to them on my way to my gig today. Do it. it their whole discography rips. Nice. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. And I love their lyrics because they don't make any sense, and it's awesome. It's very I wish. Good. I wish I could write lyrics, just nonsense, like come together. Like, yeah. I, not, not if it makes sense. But now I, we I'm, know the backstory about the come together thing from that GQ article. <laughs> what? When Palm, <laughs> I've he brought this up he, on the podcast so many times. <laughs> and it's a what? stupid joke and you're going to be so mad that I even I'm said it. So excited. I'm so excited. So in the GQ article where Paul McCartney talks about how all of the Beatles in a hotel room used to jerk off together and then try to make each other laugh. <laughs> yeah. Look up that article. It is a delight. Good night, so, everybody. So they come together <laughs> right now. Uh, and the name of their first al- album should have been Beat the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my joke but i had to say uh, it's awesome yeah it's so good i can't believe you didn't know that i i i, I don't think i knew that yeah i probably but it, should but it, but for some reason it, it wasn't ringing a bell but that is priceless yeah because you get bored on the road you know yeah, you, yeah. And you got, and if you're in the bubble like the Beatles, who else do you have to jerk off with than your bandmates? You know, you guys are brothers. And I would love to, I would love to have a band of brothers who I could just jerk off with in a van, traveling traveling down I ninety five. That is really the dream. When you decided to be a full time <laughs> musician, you were just trying to jo with other dudes. <laughs> just five. Five knuckle shuffle your way down I seventy five. Tin roof, tin roof, house of blues, tin roof, house of blues, emotion fest, all of that. Nothing. I want to jerk off in a van with a bunch of boys. That's the dream. <laughs> oh man. Well, on that note, uh huh. <laughs> I I think that's a perfect place to put a bow on the podcast. Ronnie Gross, if you if you ever play in a band with Ronnie, just know he wants to jerk off with you. 
Please be 18 or older. That's all I ask. <laughs> Please be a consenting adult. <laughs> Austin. Uh, Ronnie, do you have anything to plug, man, or, or social oh, or anything man. like that? Or? Sure. Uh, I mean, you can listen to the music that I have currently out. Uh, I've got an EP called The Old and the New that is on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, everywhere. Uh, I'm working on some new stuff. So if you follow me on Spotify and Instagram at Ronnie Gross Jr., you'll see when that's going to come out. Um, actually, it came out just three hours ago that I was cast in uh, Matilda as Miss Trunchbull. So that's, I'm very, oh, dude. I'm, gonna be I'm very excited for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, but everything is uh, Ronnie Gross Jr., all the social medias on Twitter and well, probably not Twitter in like a, a month because that's probably going to go down the drain. Um, but threads and Facebook and Instagram, Spotify, everything is Ronnie Gross Jr. Incredible. Perfect. Yeah. Then once again, thanks for being here, man. We man, thank you guys for having me. This was a lot of fun. Uh, you can follow me at Colonel Austin Jones. Check me out on threads if you want to hear exclusive deviled egg talk. Uh, follow Shane at Shane is rad. All forms of social media. Follow the podcast at Nice Boys Podcast on all forms of social media. The band Dog Cops does our theme song, Outrageous, off their EP Zang. And listen, summer's in, we're in the heat of summer. It was so hot uh, Friday at work. I didn't even wear a shirt all day long. You know, it's hot outside. People are taking their clothes off. And that happens to be you. And you take your clothes off, take a picture of your naked body and send it to Dog Cops because they need to see nudes. Uh, Shane, you have anything for us? I made my deviled eggs a little too spicy. They were hot as hell.